Hi, welcome to Marketing to Complex Industries, presented by Godfrey, a B2B marketing agency for industries like yours. Today, we're going to be talking about adapting your messaging in the age of COVID-19. What does that mean and what does it mean specifically for B2B marketers? With me today are Allison Fetterman, Director of Strategy at Godfrey, and Steve Graham, Director of Public Relations. They're going to share insider tips and understandings about how messaging is affected in any crisis, but specifically one that affects everyone globally. Allison, Steve, it's, it's wonderful to have you both here today. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us, Scott. And by way of introduction, let's uh, let's just take a moment and um, chat with each of you a little bit. Allison, you've been at Godfrey for close to a decade at this point, right? That's right, ten years in June. Ten. Yep. Uh, that's wonderful. And as director of strategy, tell me a little bit about what role you play and uh, and how you serve our clients. Sure. Um, so I lead a team of um, strategists and uh, researchers and analysts and content and UX specialists. And we and I also serve as a strategist on uh, key accounts. So we bring all of that together to um, mine insights and apply those into strategies for um, our clients' campaigns and programs. Very good, Steve. You've been uh, you've been with the company a little bit longer uh, with your level of experience. Uh, talk to me about your role as public relations director. Sure, Scott. I've uh, been at Godfrey twenty seven years. Um, the last ten in this role as a director of PR, and um, I've had a lot of different roles at Godfrey. I was I was a copywriter early on, uh, PR manager, and now I head up a team of about twelve people. In, in that time, in that 27 years, um, I, I'm, I'm guessing I know the answer to this question, but have you ever seen anything quite like this COVID-19 crisis? Oh, absolutely not. I mean, this is just, um, I don't think any of us were prepared for this. I mean, I've, I've been through some economic downturns while at Godfrey and, you know, those are, are short lived and you, and you work through them, but this is something that none of us have ever seen before. With, uh, with, with the crisis communication playbook being what it is, and, and I've worked in a number of organizations where everybody sort of has that binder. They've got that that crisis communication guide. They know how they're going to talk to the press. They know how they're going to talk to to customers, to individuals and, and uh, constituents. Um, you know, what kinds of differences are you seeing right now? Do are there are there elements of this that sort of have to be rewritten for something of this magnitude? Yeah, I think, you know, in a typical crisis, um, it, it tends to follow a pattern. You know, there's that initial shock that something happens. And and as you mentioned, you know, you have a plan and you kind of work through the plan. Uh, but then, you know, the crisis abates over time. But this one is so different in that things are changing daily. And I think um, it just affects everything. So, you know, you really have to be on your toes to adjust to those daily fluctuations. And it, it affects every industry a little differently, even though it's something that we all have in common as, you know, a global pandemic, a global health crisis. But I would imagine, uh, you know, certain certain industries feel like they need to kind of grind to a halt. Others, uh, like this is their time to shine. You know, we, we've worked with a number of clients in, uh, in medical supply uh, industries and, and that sort of thing. 
So I would imagine that for both of you, you're seeing a lot of sort of peaks and valleys that are not typical to your usual uh, sort of economic recession or something like that. Well, I think there's a couple, you know, opportunities there in, in manufacturing. You can either switch your operations, you know, to, to begin to develop something that can contribute to society right now, um, whether it be medically related or, you know, it's just something that's in demand based on, you know, what's needed today. Or if you can't do that, then, you know, what are you going to support or how are you going to contribute, you know, to local or um, other causes um, to help show that you're proactively contributing to improving, you know, the community at large. Well, those are really good points, Allison, and and I would I'd, I'd like to to maybe go down that that trail just a little bit. Um, in those in those changes, you know, whether you're changing up your manufacturing or whether you're you know switching over to what your company can represent in its in its community and in its marketplace. Um, how vocal do you feel like people should be about what's going on? Well, I think there's different different levels of communication from that. Um, I think you definitely the need to be communicating frequently as long as it still matters, you know, and, and as long as you can make it matter. Um, you certainly don't want to put out, um, you know, content or fluff, you know, that isn't going to land anywhere or be relevant or, you know, make, make a difference. Um, and you also certainly want to remember who you are, um, as a brand and make sure that what you're talking about reinforces that and that you have some sort of unique response to what's going on. Yeah. Staying, staying in touch with your brand, uh, staying in touch with your strategy within that brand, sounds really important, but it is fundamentally going to change. I mean, there are, there are things that people had uh, probably planned in their, in their messaging for the year that are absolutely no longer relevant, but you still have to really stay who you are. Yeah. I mean, you have to evaluate your up, upcoming content marketing plans or, or publishing calendars and just make sure that the tone, that the content um is is still still makes sense um and and see if there's any shifts or pivots that need to take place with that how does that translate into pr steve when you're when you're talking to editors of trade pubs uh people like that what what changes uh you know with, with the kinds of scenarios that allison's talking about well yeah i mean the media is so focused on what's happening uh right now in so many different industries so um you know, you really have to, if you're going to pitch a story, you know, you're going to have to have a story that's going to resonate with um, the topic at hand. Um, but, you know, I also think that there are a lot of trade editors out there that are are looking for other stories as well. Uh, but to Allison's point, you know, you really have to be careful about the messaging. Um, you know, it's got to be authentic. It's got to be true to your brand. And it's got to it's got to be the kind of messaging that's going to um, have an impact with the the people you're trying to reach. And I think I think one of the other um, themes of the messaging needs to make sure that there's a level of empathy um, for what people are going through, um, you know, and and understanding that your audience's number one priority right now might not be you know your services <laughs> or your brand, but rather you know, some really practical things around their lives, whether it be, you know, keeping their family, you know, safe and happy or, 
um, navigating, you know, some income losses, you know, some other bigger issues um, are taking precedence right now. When you talk about understanding what your audience needs to hear uh, and and really where they are, uh, that that word empathy is one that I use all the time when I'm talking to to audiences or individuals or clients about marketing. It's it's one of the most important things that we can do is to employ that sense of empathy. What are some ways in a crisis situation like this where everybody's needs are changing? Um, and you know, to your point, they're changing daily. What are some ways to get in touch with their with their new needs? How do you kind of keep your ear to the ground, so to speak? I think you need to you mon- monitor um, brand and customer sentiment. Um, so understanding, you know, doing some, you know, social listening or some even some surveying or some quick polls or, you know, looking at the editorial landscape, you know, with, with, um, as well and just seeing what topics um, are resonating, what the, the mood is, what people are engaging with um, so that you can understand um, what is top of mind for them and how things have changed. Yeah, absolutely. You know, putting your customers first and their, their feelings and their, their attitudes first. I mean, that's important during any time, but it's especially important during this time. So, you know, empathy, Allison mentioned that. Absolutely. That's got to be your top priority right now. I think there's another element here to that. Um, you certainly want to put your your customers first, but you also want to show that you're putting your employees and their safety first as well. Um, and that there's a level of selflessness in the way that you're operating. You know, it's not a time to be doing any real hard selling. Um, you need to show, you know, partnership with suppliers and employ and employees and customers um, and and back that up with maybe a softer, a softer sell. Yeah, because right now people are are really learning in a new way about who you are as as a marketer, as an organization. Um, they're they're learning about the the real sort of nuts and bolts of a company's priorities. And so now's the time to absolutely have that on full display. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Um, but in a way that that shows that we do care about each other, I, I think everybody's becoming much more conscientious. Um you know, if we if we even do something simple like ordering takeout or getting something from Amazon, you're thinking much more carefully about the people on the other end of that, the people that are providing that service, that are uh, interacting, that are being called upon to do things. We're all thinking about healthcare workers in a way that we never have before. So I do think, yeah, empathy is is a key part of our day to day understanding as consumers, as well as you know in the in the B two B realm because you're thinking about larger groups of people with the kinds of purchasing decisions and and that sort of thing that you're, that you're working through right now. We're all in this together. Exactly. And that brings up something interesting because uh, we're all in this together is something I've heard a lot. Uh, I've also heard the word unprecedented quite a bit. Um, It's, it's the, it's been a go-to word I think for everybody because we are in such new territory. Um, how important is it to adapt sort of the language of the day and how important is it to come up with your own unique ways to communicate so that you kind of avoid the, the trap of white noise? Yeah, Scott, I, you know, I think you're right. I mean, those are a couple of things that we've heard a lot lately. We're in this together, um, unprecedented and, you know, it's all true, but it's getting to the point now where it seems a little, uh, a little trite and, um, 
I think thinking about ways that you can basically deliver that message, but in a different way uh, to make yourself stand out uh, from the competition and, and just kind of rise above the noise, I think is a good thing to consider. Yeah. And it's hard because those kinds of, of sayings and those kinds of phrasings are many times the the best and most accurate way to describe the situation. Uh, it's just that, that we were, I think, so limited in what we can say about this um, that it's it's really easy to, to go to those things. So, I mean, that makes that makes a, a lot of sense. Taking an extra minute to think very carefully about that phrasing. So we have to consider that there probably is demand being pent up for certain services and products right now. So creating relevance now um, makes sense as the economy opens up later. So, you know, how you engage your audience, what messages you are putting out or how you will be remembered later when people are able to uh, spend again and, and purchase again. Um, so I think, you know, right now also as we're getting past the initial response phase into more of a, a shift and an adaptation in, in terms of messaging, now as marketers, we also need to think about, begin to think about what it looks like to, to come back, you know, and what promotional campaigns look like. Um, how can we still be inspiring and engaging um, as we, you know, take a turn and and maybe have a light at the end of the tunnel um, for things getting, you know, a little bit closer to normal. Yeah, because after we got over sort of that that initial um, that initial peak in that first curve, um, people did start to think about okay, how do we get things going again? Um, you know, when, when I've described it to people with with various industries, I I say you know it's like a three lane highway where um, three different cars are sitting at a red light and, you know, one of them's just like a family sedan, one's a school bus and one's a tractor trailer, right? That light's going to turn green maybe at the same time for all three, but they're going to get up to speed at different rates. And, uh, and so we're all going to be moving forward and various industries are going to get up to speed, maybe a little faster than others. And then we also don't know what's going to happen, uh, you know, when the next illness season comes around. And right. we could be doing a retread of this. I mean, that's a question mark that's out there right now. So it's important for us to to all be taking notes. I think of remembering everything that's going on right now, looking at the innovation that we're having to employ to do things differently, uh, being ready to revisit that, to to adapt new best practices. I think all that's going to be very important as we as we get back up to speed and also think about what we can gain from this experience. Um, I know... You know, for us, we we actually started this podcast because it was something that we could do to, uh, you know, connect with our audience a little bit better in uh, during this time. Everybody's done more video conferencing and everything else. What do you think is going to happen? Um, you know, in terms of in terms of innovation, in terms of technology, as we come back, um, how do you think this is going to fundamentally change the way that we get messaging out to people? Yeah, I think Scott, we're going to have to do. Um a lot more virtually than, than we're currently doing. And I think we're all kind of learning how to do that as we go. Um, we do, we do a lot of trade shows, uh, at Godfrey for our clients. And as you know, those are all face-to-face, uh, opportunities. So, you know, the virtual trade show, I mean, how can you launch a new product? How can you 
hold a press conference online. I think those are all things that we're going to have to look at to continue to communicate in a good way and um, continue to you know promote your brand also in a good way. Yeah, that's a great point. I think we're also have to, have to be um, have learned how to be more um, agile and to get messages to market or through channels faster. So um, as you were saying earlier, things are changing day by day. You know, you can't have a content calendar mapped out for months, <laughs> you know, maybe like you used to before around campaigns, you, there has to be agility within that and the ability to, to react and um, to react quickly. Now, Allison, of, uh, of everybody at Godfrey, I think you are going to have the distinction of being the first one to actually speak at a virtual conference uh, <laughs> yeah. during this whole thing, right? I, I know, uh, you know some of what went on behind the scenes to make that happen. How did that experience uh, you know, differentiate or how did, it, how did it differ from what you typically would do to prepare uh, and then also just the, the general presentation to a group of people? Yeah. Well, instead of, you know, presenting in front of, you know, hundreds of people in a, in a hotel ballroom or whatever, um, it was in front of a, you know, a webcam, um, in a conference room. So, you know, you just don't have that, uh, the adrenaline isn't the same, you know, the, the feedback isn't the same. Um, and, you're, you're speaking to unknown faces. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of differences, differences there. Um, but, and I think on, when we watch how that comes to life, um, you know, next week during that conference, it will be interesting to see how, um, engaging it is. And if it, you know, if anything is lost, not having those speakers, um, in person. I'm going to be very interested to debrief on that. Look at not only the challenges and the, and the different, the differences, um, but also the benefits and, you know, how does it, how does it make our presentation game stronger and how does it allow us to reach maybe a broader audience or, or give them a more meaningful experience? Um, I, I definitely see that potentially being a mixed bag, but uh, I'll, I'll want to follow up with you afterward to find out what kind of uh, what kind of feedback that you've gotten uh, what kind of connections you've been able to make with people and um, and that all then is is fodder for how we can I think help uh, make new recommendations to our clients in the future um, for you know a variety of different things we've seen a lot a lot of innovative stuff come from the industry so far in terms of things like that you know pre-recorded uh, content that people can kind of view at their leisure. Um, and view on their own schedule, but also new ways to do trade shows. I, I've seen literal virtual trade show booths where it's like a little picture of a booth and you click on it kind of like um, it, it was almost like like the kinds of interactions that we had 20 years ago with CD-ROMs and that kind of thing. Uh, or, you know, things that are completely new formats that give you all that content, give you all those opportunities that you'd have in a trade show but in a format that is, is wholly new. Um, it's been interesting to see, to see the different things that have come out of this. And I look for us to have some kind of a renaissance in, in the way that we think about all of it moving forward. Has anybody uh, inter interacted with any virtual product demos or anything like that? I mean, from a trade show perspective, yes. So, you know, um, 
you know, a subject matter experts doing product demos uh, on video and then using that, um, you know, online as, as a, a resource and a tool for people that couldn't attend in person. I've seen, you know, some of that um, starting to be more prevalent and be on the list of tactics um, at the, well, at the top of the list of tactics uh, lately. Yeah. I think, I think we're going to see definitely new demand for that new benefits from it. Um, absolutely. Yeah. It's certainly going to push us to the, you know, we've all presented um, remotely, you know, to clients, to, um, other people, but I think we're all going to have to learn a, a new level, <laughs> a new skill set level, um, and how to make the most of of technology and make it as engaging as possible. The exciting thing for me is to see how creativity plays a role in that. I mean, that's that's where I come from, uh, you know, in terms of you know, finding a way to make a message unique and different. I'm I'm excited to see the types of of creative uh, tricks that people employ. In, in getting that content out there in, in new and different ways. Um, but I do think it, it does, it, it reinforces the importance, uh, as you both have said, of having a strong understanding of your brand and being flexible about how you adapt your messaging over time. I think that those two things and also the authenticity and the showing up are, are really, you know, the important takeaways from this. Um, anybody have anything else to add before we, before we close? Scott, I just had one thought on, um, the, the presentations, you know, face-to-face versus virtual. I think when, you know, when you do a face-to-face presentation with, with an audience, have that opportunity to kind of read the audience, uh, read the reaction. Um, you can't really do that well, I, let me say, you can't do it as well when you do it virtually. But I think over time, we will become better accustomed at doing that and reading those cues and adapting to them. So it's just something that's that's evolving right now. All right. Well, Steve, Allison, thank you very much for sharing your time and expertise with us today. Uh, you know, greatly appreciate the, the insights that you both bring to this and uh, looking forward to having more conversations about it in the future. Thanks for having me, Scott. Great. Thank you, Scott. Thanks very much. So with the right attitude and the right follow through, this crisis and the innovation and resourcefulness with which you navigate it could become a turning point that helps your brand become more impactful, more relevant, and more vital for your customers and prospects. Thanks very much. And we will see you next time. Marketing to Complex Industries is presented by Godfrey, a B2B marketing agency for industries like yours. Godfrey is built for technical products, discerning buyers, and intricate buying cycles. For more information, visit Godfrey.com.